0: Happy New Year and Happy New Season for The Goddess and the Medicine Woman with Melissa McHugh and Sydney Decker. Our first episode is super special. This week, we interview Corby Mitlide. Corby is a psychic medium and author, as well as a tarot master, past life specialist, and channel. Join us for this very informative conversation. Hi, Sydney Decker. Hi, Melissa McHugh. How are you? I'm doing good
1: today. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, I know it's awesome. 2023 stepping into change and just letting everything that's no longer serving me go. I really feel it like in a big way. Yes,
0: I feel the energy of 2022. It's kind of like a shedding, kind of like a leaving behind. I can see myself walking like down this road and like these robes flying behind me. That's just what I keep visualizing. And just all of that stuff, just like letting it roll off of me so that I can I can just move into this new energy, which I know is going to be still difficult because of the energy that's swirling out there now. It's It's still going to be difficult, but I believe that if you allow it
1: to be what it is and you can see it for what it really is, that it's going to be really awesome. Yeah, I agree. And it's really exciting because the first episode of our season two, we have our first guest and this is the type of energy that I'm actually really excited to start exploring as I personally move into 2023 and getting to know um, myself as an intuitive healer and just bringing more, just healing open energy to the listeners and to my clients and so the topic and the discussion today is just going to be really, really cool for stepping into the 2023 year and just helping to bring newness to the world and to our listeners in a really big way.
0: Yes. And
1: on that note, um, I'm going to
0: introduce you to our, our guest today, Corby Mittlide. And we are so excited to have her as our first guest today. Um, and I think everybody's just going to get a real kick out of just learning about her and what she does. And yeah, I mean, she is a certified tarot master, a psychic medium, a past life specialist, and channel, which I'm really interested in finding out more about um, the channeling too. And her career um, now spans the globe with clients worldwide. Her talents, as an intuitive, are featured in best-selling books. and um, But she still has this attitude of, I'm not special, you can do what I do, which I think is really cool. Um, she's been reading since 1973. So she has a lot to uh, offer us um, as she's traveled coast to coast and into Canada as a full-time intuitive counselor and is an inspirational speaker and facilitator. Uh, her certifications and affiliations include certified tarot master, and certified professional tarot reader. She's a member of the American Tarot Association and the Tarot Guild, which I didn't know any of these things existed. So that's really cool. Um, She's also an ordained minister um, of the Sanctuary of the Beloved and she's a trained medium and past life specialist. And she's also an author, which I think is cool. I'm reading one of her books right now. and she's also been featured uh, in Robert Schwartz's breakthrough series, Your Soul's Plan, Your Soul's Gift, and Your Soul's Love. Um, now, she's written uh, three different books, I believe. Clean Out Your Life Closet, The Psychic Yellowbrook Road, which is the one I'm reading right now. It's uh, How to Find the Real Wizards and Avoid the Flying Monkeys. <laughs> it's amazing. And You've Got the Magic, Who Needs a Genie? So, yeah, very cool. And so welcome, Corby.
2: It's great to be here. Thank you for asking me.
0: Very cool. So like I said, um, I just started reading your um, book, uh, A Psychic Yellow Brick Road, The Psychic Yellow Brick Road, about finding the real wizards, which I think is so important. And I just saw an ad for a new film that came out. I was uh, flicking through uh netflix i think or someplace and it had this film about uh miss cleo she was that Oi. yeah that Oi. infomercial psychic <laughs> from back in the day and i remember yes. back in the 80s i think it was or maybe even before that i don't know Eighties, it was the 80s okay and she was she'd always come on the tv and she was the jamaican and she was like for 1995 a minute or whatever it was she was gonna tell you everything you ever needed to know about anything in your entire life and everybody that you ever met. So I thought mm-hmm. it was interesting when I, I saw that you talked a little bit about her. Um,
2: that's the first chapter. Story. Yep, psychics one on one, the good, the bad, and the Cleos.
0: <laughs> yeah, and she give she, you know, I guess gave psychics and all of us really, um, a bad name. So what's on what's your take on on, on that?
2: She didn't help. That just didn't help. Look, um, can you get decent readings online? Yeah. Uh, I work for a group called Best Psychics Directory. It's run by Bob Olson. He tests everybody. And so most of us on there, we're very legit. And my practice is get you the information as fast as possible and don't keep you on. But um, a lot of people don't know how to Choose an intuitive. You know, my book is not about how to become a psychic. There are 6,972 books out there if you want to go find that. This is, well, think of it this way. You go to a museum. You love sculpture. You always go and you look at the Rodans and you look at the Michelangelo's, but you don't necessarily then want to come home with a big block of marble and a chisel in your living room and dig out the camel. You just don't. You just want to appreciate what you see. And so that is the whole idea behind The Psychic Yellow Brick Road. Good psychic guidance is art. Don't settle for a forgery. And the reason that this book got written goes back about 18 years when I was doing a very large expo up in Canada. Now, it was 250 booths, and the promoters were good, but with 250 booths, you can't vet everybody. So across the aisle from me was what I call the fake gypsy uh, with the long skirt and the jingling jewelry and the bad accent. You all know what that's like. And there was a woman who was attending and she was walking down the aisle and looking at all of us. And the fake gypsy comes out and runs in front of her booth and grabs the woman's arm. Now this is called hooking and it's as bad as the other kind of hooking. But the gypsy said, oh, you no need to pay 30, 40, 50 dollars. I reach your palm for 10, come drags the woman behind her screen. 20 minutes later, we see the client leaving, crying hysterically, and a bunch of us run over. What happened? The gypsy said, oh, you have a family curse. How many in your family? Four, a dog, $50 every family member, 25 for a dog, he's small, we fix. And told the woman if she didn't burn 400 specially blessed candles at the Roman Catholic Church, I bless real good, only $1 candle. Entire family was going to die in a car accident in two weeks, and the woman bought it. That's why I wrote this book. Because are there a lot of good ones out there? Yes, and I'm not the only one. But there are the the, what I call the Madame Hoohas and the Swami Swalandas that will take you for a ride. The scams and the poachers, for instance, I do a free reading hour once a month on my Facebook page. But guaranteed, because I have a rep, you will find. Poachers coming in, respond. You know, responding to people's questions, saying, "Oh my darling, I have a special message for you. Hello, my beloved. I have your energy, and you know, and my peeps, my regulars. There, no, you report it. We block them. But that is the problem, and why psychics have bad reps. Because no matter how many good apples are in that barrel, you got the one with the worms. Yes,
1: yeah, I." love this conversation, and I'm just so glad that this is where it's going. That is something that I run into all the time, is even Mm -hmm. if I post, like, a photo on Instagram or anything, I'll get, like, three Instagram psychics who comment and say things like, oh, I just read your energy and your throat chakra is constricted and your solar plexus, there's trauma, and if you don't contact me right now and get- release it, then- you're going to be cursed or something, and I'm like, it happens to me probably once a week.
2: And the names are usually polysyllabic and from Nigeria or Ghana or something like that. Olukambi Tanawuka, you know, it's like no, no. I see that it's immediate. Get them out.
0: Yeah, exactly. So then, what should people look for? Then, I mean, what is your advice for people who are um, you know looking for somebody to to talk to like that?
2: Well, I teach a class called Psychics 101, the Good, the Bad, and the Cleos that teaches you how to find a good psychic. And I use a mnemonic. What's a mnemonic? Well, that's where the initials stand for words like PTA, Parent Teacher Association. Well, the mnemonic I give you is the word psychic. And it's seven keys to help you really find the right people. And the first P stands for professionalism. Am I a professional? Yeah, I've been reading since Moses was in diapers. It's my full-time job six days a week and has been since 9-11. There are other people who do it on the side. They are accountants on the side or they work retail or something like that, but they're good. They know their craft. And the keys for professionals are they treat you with courtesy and respect. They don't diss other colleagues and they uh, respect general social conventions. You go to see them, they're not going to meet you at the door in a bikini or a bathroom. Now, how do you figure out the professionalism? Well, when I lecture, I say, okay, let's talk about what would you expect from a lawyer and the things that people have come up with. Number one, you would expect to be able to get your appointment and keep it. Number two, You would expect to have things told to you right up front how much it would cost. You would expect the psychic to talk to you or, or the lawyer to talk to you in normal language, you know, not like sui generis and habeas corpus. And what does that mean about the guy who stole my lawnmower? You would expect to have your stuff kept private. And you would expect to be treated with courtesy and respect. And I tell people, same thing with a psychic. That's number one. S is for sharing references. Very important. Let's say that you used to live in Lake Havasu, Arizona, and you went to my good friend Stacy Wells, but you've moved to Philly and you don't feel like going on a plane every couple of months and you'd rather have a reading in person. So you look online, (coughs) you read our testimonials, you talk to some of your friends. When you get those references, then you start to talk to them. But remember that you wanna talk not with me, but with people who have had readings from me, because I can tell you I'm wonderful and that doesn't count, okay? Um, PSY, you are in charge. The psychic should never tell you that you're cursed, that you have bad luck, or your life is so screwed up, they have to fix it for you. If they do, get up and leave. I always tell people, get a recording. Now, it is true, There are some psychics who screw up electronics. Uh, There was a Canadian psychic that I knew uh, who uh, you could try recording, but it would go frazzle-razzle the entire time. Me, not a problem. So you always get either a CD if I see you in person or an MP3 recording of your session. Why? Because you're not going to remember every single thing I said. Mm -hmm. I speak too fast, I'm from New York, and if you're taking notes, you're not listening. So when you go back and you listen, Some of it's going to make sense. Some of it is they're nuts. And some of it is kind of, eh, which is why you put it on the shelf and you come back and you listen to it in a couple of months to see if something is on target. I've had clients say, three years ago, you told me X and I thought it was ridiculous. But damn, (laughs) this month it happened. P-S-Y-C. C stands for charges. Now, psychics can charge as little as 10 bucks in Jackson Square in New Orleans to thousands of dollars. We deserve to get paid if we are at all courteous, professional, and reasonably accurate. Remember, even the best of us are only 85% accurate because we're human. The only one 100% accurate is God, and he's not doing phone readings this week. I checked. Okay, (laughs) Good. Um, Now, what happens if you have a bad reading? can you ask for your money back? Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. For instance, if you are my age, 68, you never had kids. Um, If the psychic looks into you and says of your four children, it's your youngest who will take care of you in your old age, honey, she ain't connecting. You have a right to say, I'm sorry, madam, but we're not making a connection here. Can I have my money back? Do not wait until the end of the reading and say, well, nothing you said was right. Give me my money back. That's like watching all of the Harry Potter movies and saying, I don't believe in magic wands. Give me. Yeah. Not
1: <laughs>
2: now, we have a right to not read for you. Examples. I don't do remote spying. What's that? John and Mary are dating. John can ask about Mary. Mary can ask about John. But when they break up, they cannot ask about each other. Because there's no permission. Mm -hmm. So a woman came to me and said, I want to know where my husband is sleeping with his mistress. I said, I don't do remote spying. Oh, well, how many people has he slept with? I don't do remote spying. God, you're no good. Well, is he sick? He's going to die soon. Am I going to get his money? And I turned to my front person and said, Laura, I'm not able to read Mrs. Collingwood. Would you please give her her money back? And I didn't suggest somebody else for her to say. Okay. (laughs) So that's about charges. H stands for here, I can fix anything for a price. And these are the stories I warn people about. No psychic can make a rival, lose their job, make your neighbor move away, steal somebody else's boyfriend or girlfriend, and no, they're not going to give you the lottery numbers. Guys, me first. And anyway, if your psychic isn't at least driving a Lexus, how the hell do you know they know? Okay. Now, there are some exceptions. There are a lot of Wiccans and Pagans and people who know how to work with tools and they may have blessed candles and crystals they suggest, but the difference is they say, here are tools. Here is how you make them work. Not, I have a $600 candle here that's gonna get you that job. You wanna buy it? No, we don't. Okay. (laughs) I is for inappropriate actions. And if you don't get anything else from my conversation, this is important. Um, the psychic should not tell you that your money or your house or your jewelry or whatever is cursed and they have to have it on their altar and bless it for you. Mm-hmm. Guys, I don't care how long you've known your psychic. Do you know the cleaning lady? Do you know the people coming over for dinner? You don't. So, We can bless it from a distance if we're any good. So if they ask for that, you say big no. Okay, that's number one. Number two, the psychic tells you that somehow you are connected with them in a past life. So you owe them money or have to put them through college. All right, I can tell this story because my dear friend had died three years ago. Her name was Sharon. Um, Years ago, she was in a group reading in Washington, D.C. And the woman in the front must have seen the word sucker printed across Sharon's forehead because in the middle of everything, she went, Sharon, today is your lucky day. And do you know why? When I was high priest of Ramses II, you were the novice that had me killed. And today we can clear your karma. She lost money. She damn near got divorced until intervention. I do not care if I figure out that you are Kurt Wolf, World War I, Blue Max pilot, and I'm your buddy, Evan Bema, I would not go up to you and say, how are you and how's the triplane?" Because <laughs> it doesn't matter. Now, if I've been reading for you for 15 years, I may then say, you know what I figured out about you the first time I read you? Because then we have a track record together. So we go out for a German beer and we laugh about it. But it isn't a hook to get you in. The psychic should not tell you that whatever you believe is wrong and you have to believe the way the psychic does. This very often happens with Christian mystics. Guys, I do not care if you are Christian, Buddhist, pagan, Jewish, Muslim, or believe in Ralph the Wonder Dog. I really don't. All I need for you is, you know, somebody up there loves you, wants the best for you, is willing to work with you. I've done the cancer dance three times and come out the other side. I don't think I did it by myself, okay? Um, And the last is, You're coming off a bad relationship and the psychic makes moves on you. Mm. That is sexual predation, guys. And think about it. You wouldn't sleep with your doctor and you wouldn't sleep with your shrink and you wouldn't sleep with your priest. Why the hell would you sleep with your psychic? If you guys fall in love, wonderful. Go get married. Have lots of little indigo babies. But find somebody else to read for you Mm. because his ego, her ego, its ego is too involved. Okay? And uh, the last thing is connections. If we've done a good job for you, tell people we don't advertise the way other businesses do. And if you haven't had a good reading, tell us. Give us constructive, kind criticism and suggestion because we always want to grow and learn. So in a nutshell, that's my one hour lecture in a nutshell.
1: Um, so I just wanted to say that I really enjoy your energy and how you came up with all that. Like your energy expresses that as you were talking. Like I really felt like I would want to go and see you and talk with you because you're not coming at it like in a Miss way at all. It's I'm here to help you and support you and guide you on your evolution and your soul's mm-hmm. journey. And it's just really in alignment with what I'm about too, with how I help my clients and stuff. So I just, you explained it so beautifully. Like you really, really did. So thank you for that.
2: You're more than welcome.
1: So
0: that's how somebody can find um, somebody for themselves. And that's Mm -hmm. great. But what I'm also interested in um, talking to you about is what does your personal spiritual practice look like? Like when you're not helping other people, like how, how are you out there helping yourself?
2: I have done the the examined life for many, 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 many years, okay. Um, I have gone through three bouts of breast cancer, two divorces, the death of my parents, rape, poverty, and abuse, and yet I look like this eighteen years out from the cancer, and at sixty eight. Why? Because the examined life is everything. What is that? This is happening, and it sucks, and I don't want it well. I can't avoid it. Number one, what can I learn from it? My next, Thing because on me is how can I teach with it? But then you have to go next. You don't stay stuck in your story. And that may sound like every day, but that is spiritual practice. Um, The example I use is there are so many women that have done the cancer dance and that's all they're about. You know, hi, my name is Mary Ann and I had cancer 15 years ago. Well, in 1973, I was the Betty Crocker homemaker for New Jersey, senior year in high school. I was, but I don't talk about it now. That's then, this is now. So one of the greatest spiritual practices you can do is to stay in the moment, release, and always ask yourself what I call the three most important questions. What am I X about? And X is mad or depressed or sad or angry, whatever. Why am I X about that? And the question we never ask ourselves, what do I think would happen if I stopped being X about that? give yourself permission to change and grow because if you don't you will not get past chapter one on the spiritual road you just won't and never think you got it all set people who come to me and say i know this is my past life i'm just so tired i know i've reached an enlightenment i look at them and say okie dokie Smokey. you may think that if you wish yeah one thing, um,
1: I've been on my spiritual journey for a while now, and one thing that I learned that is even as I become more enlightened, and I don't y- use it as I'm an enlightened being now I'm done, but I've, I gain more and more light, and I continue you turn to turn up enlighten- the
2: wattage on the ball. Yes,
1: and that's what it is, and I'm just going to see how bright I can go. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to ever get caught or cut myself off and say, this is it, I figured it all out because life is constantly unfolding. And what we have figured out is going to change in the next moment, because Mm -hmm. it's happening and unfolding as we are getting there and arriving. And as soon as we arrive there, it's different again, you know, and so that is beautiful that you said that too.
2: I strive to live like my father did. My father was my best friend. And while he didn't do the wiki woo stuff like I do, there was always a corner of his mind that was open for new information to come in he was he was eternally unfinished which was the best way to live
0: agreed yeah i love that um now yeah talking about like spirituality and that kind of thing um what do you know about like the new energy the new and i i'm using air quotes <laughs> the mm-hmm. new energy that's kind of coming in now, um, since like 2012, you know, moving. Cause I know there's a lot of people that and more air quotes are considered old school, like people that have been doing, you know, what you've been doing for a very long time that are having a really hard time with the new energies now that are coming up that like say the younger people, the people that are just starting out now don't seem to have, um, as much difficulty with what's your what's your take on all that
2: my take is i need to be an elder not a boomer that's a big one boomers think that we had the best music and the best cars and oh i really love my elephant bells and you guys don't know nothing okay now when i hear that kind of bullshit i look at that compatriot equal age person of me and i say look When we were their age, we never had to think that the earth might be uninhabitable by the time we were adults. We didn't have to be worried about being shot in school. We didn't have to worry about maybe we'll never be able to make enough money to live. We didn't have to worry about if I don't wear a mask, I'm going to die in horrible agony. Get a clue. Kids have it much rougher now than we did. So what does being an elder mean? Elders know that it's their time to get off the dance floor, leave the spotlight to the Millennials, to the Gen Zs. We have knowledge that is timeless and still valuable, but we wait to be asked for it. And then we give them what they ask for. We learn to be third trenchers. Now, what does that mean? In World War I, there were three trenches. The first one was where everybody went over the top. Okay. Second one was the reserve trench. Troops. But the third trench was medical, was where they were fed, was what sustained them. So, people my age being a third trencher means that if there is a food drive for the homeless or a Christmas dinner for the homeless, we do the dishes. We help prep the food. We don't plan it. We are not in the front. We don't do the Publicity that is for the younger generation to do to put their stamp on it now. Coming back to the new energy of 2012, I haven't particularly noticed it, but it could be because I do this work all the time, and so it just flowed in. What I tell people when they want to know, well, can I do this stuff? Well, number one, yeah, we're all wired like the same house plan. But when you get your draft notice from the universe, the universe is going to rifle in your internal file cabinet. I know that does date me, Um, to see what you got. Me, I was a theater major at Brown University. I acted in New York for several years. So I understand character arcs and storylines. Number two, words are my drug of choice. I'm a writer, I can tell the stories. And three, I have adored history since I was a wee thing in single digits. You put all that together and what are my two specific tools? Tarot and Oracle cards, because I can tell the stories they tell and past lives because I can give you precision based on what we see. I mean, woman next to me could also be a good past life person but have no historical background. And then there's me. Show us the exact same vision and she'll go, well, it's a long skirt and a big hat and it's in front of something really ornate. Maybe it's Europe. And I would say, that's a hobble skirt. That's a picture hat, that kind of ostrich feather. And you're standing in front of the Brandenburg Gate. This is Berlin in 1911, which is going to give you more information. However, do not ask me to draw spirit art because I can't do a stick figure with a sharp pencil and a lot of prayer. And (laughs) my generation needs to know, we're not supposed to be able to do everything. We're not. We have to allow others to be better, bigger. Um, I lost a reality show shot because they wanted to say, oh, she does everything that nobody else can do and blah, blah, blah. I said, that's a lie of my whole life. They said, well, if you're not willing to lie and went and found somebody like Thomas John, the seatbelt psychic and all the people he read in the back of his taxi were paid actors.
1: Wow. I'd
2: rather have my integrity. Thank you very much.
1: What? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love how, like, as I'm talking it, just cause like I can see energy and stuff too. And just as I'm talking, I can feel, like, this alignment in, like, your heart of how it is more of, like, a truth. Like, this is where you come from and you want to give the, the person an opportunity to see your vision, too. You know Look, what I mean?
2: I, I'm 68. I'm going to be dead within 30 years, guaranteed, maybe even 20. Who knows? The next generation has to step up has to trust themselves, has to be in the spotlight. One of the things that my colleagues get a little crazed about is if I see there's a rookie and a psychic there, I'll go grab them and introduce myself. I'm bring them over to my booth. I say, this is how I set it up. This is what you can do, blah, blah, blah. Here, here's all of my written information. You may want to take some ideas. The only no is you may not use my exact words. They're my babies. The one time somebody plagiarized my website and used it on theirs. We were friends for years. She was superb at what she did. Um, I gave her a cease and desist letter from my lawyer, and I cut her off because if we don't honor each other, why should we expect our clients to?
1: Mm-hmm. So I have, a, I do have a question for you. How can you tell? Like, can you, if you're open to expressing it, um, yeah. like when you get a vision or you get that intuitive feeling, how do you know what that is versus your ego?
2: Now, that is a brilliant question. When, it, when it's past lives, it's I just see it rolling like a movie. And it's because somebody has given me a life challenge we have to look at. Um, but in the Psychic brick Road, I've got my rules about how you're going to know whether it's really a spirit guide or it's just you. And I want everybody to listen. There are some very specific things that a spirit guide or angel will not do. If you hear this kind of thing from that little voice in your head, put it on the do not you shelf because it's not a spirit guide or an angel. They will not chastise you in a sharp or mean fashion, putting you down. They will not pump up your ego at the expense of someone else. They will not try to guilt you into doing something. They will not encourage you to do something that is illegal, immoral, harmful, or against your highest good. Something your gut knows is wrong and not in your best interest. You get that, you toss it aside. Now, mm-hmm. your spirit guide may not tell you whether the peas are carrots, unless one is poison, or whether to buy the red car or the blue car. That's what our free will is about, kids. But when you're making some heavy life decisions, they might weigh in. They won't tell you what to do, but they will present you with ideas, energy, ask you the deep questions so that you can go inside and in love. And they will always do it with unconditional love and compassion and if you choose to do something other than what they say they're not going to get mad they're not going to come back and say we told you so because they know down here is school and you don't always get 100 on your tests
1: what would you say your biggest challenge was starting out in the psychic realm um personally not necessarily with other people but as you were really starting to hone in your gifts and stuff what was did you find that challenging to when oh, you first yeah. started? Oh, yeah. Was to- I
2: good enough? Also, nobody in my family, except for my late father, lesson, him, believes in what I do. They consider that I'm a charlatan who steals people's money. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's hard. But mm-hmm. this is what I'm meant to do. I cannot have read a thousand people a year for over 20 years and been a fake. Right. Um, in the beginning, it was, was I good enough? And when I was first starting to do this full-time, this was my living. Yeah, I was nervous if I didn't get clients and somebody else did. Um, But it was always, what's wrong with me? not They're not fair. At this point, I have enough of a track record that, as a friend of mine from Arizona once said, some days chickens and some days feathers. That's what the fox learned. Um, When I'm doing it because I know I'm meant to, when I use the specific things that spirits asked me to use. I just relax into it. I mean, I get to get up every morning. I don't have to get up in the morning. The last job I had, corporate job, was for a woman who threw files at my head when she didn't like what I told her. I've been my own boss since 9-11. I work because I treasure what I can do. And I want people to be able to grab their own free will and run with it. So for me, spiritual growth was being okay with the fact that I'm only 85% accurate, not being, all right, my spiritual mentor, Wendy Peeney, the creator of ElfQuest, and a dear friend for 40 years now, um, taught me six words, that if that was the only thing she had ever taught me, it's the most important thing in the world. Praise and blame all the same. You don't let clients who think you just walk on water and have get your ankles wet, they're right. You don't think the clients that say you suck are right. There's a great line from Joni Mitchell's song, The Eagle and the Snake. Puffed up and strutting when I think I win, down and shaken when I think I lose. When you go in there, your ego will screw up your gift. Mm-hmm. You just got to say, I'm plugged in. Whatever comes out of my mouth, take if it if it's useful. If it's not, go. But I remind people, I'm human. I'm not perfectly accurate. No one is. And that's how I keep myself steady. At the end of the day, whether I've read two people or 25, which I have done at large psychic fairs, I did my job. i go to sleep. I wake up and get to do it again the next day. That's it. No magic. Look.
1: Love that. And my, uh, before we go into, do you have any, you wanted to say anything? Okay. I just have one question. Um, in addition to that question, I wanted to ask you, what is your mo like your fate? I mean, it's hard to say, but like, what's your favorite part about being able to have these gifts in this internal world and this magic I, inside of you, you know what I'm saying? Like that you get to bring to the world. Like, what is your favorite part about doing this that you get to
2: bring to us? I can hand people toolboxes and say, go rock and roll. I really can. Here are your opportunities and how to grab them. Here's the tough stuff. Here's how to get through it or rather, it. Here's your toolbox. Go rock and roll. And honestly, remember, I was a theater major. I was an actress in New York. You podcast people, invite me onto your shows where I can spout my thoughts for an hour to perfect strangers. It's great fun. It's <laughs> fun, you know? Yeah, I've, I've done work that is not fun. This is fun. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Yay.
0: I absolutely positively love everything that you just said. So (laughs) no matter what it was, it was, oh my God, it's so much fun. And that's, you know, the part that I love about all of this about having my own business about talking to people like you about talking to Sydney all the time it is that we get to do this it's Mm -hmm. not a struggle it's not like oh I gotta get up out of bed like I woke up this morning and I was like yay Mm -hmm. I wanted to do my little thing and my little song and because it's it's so exciting you know just knowing that we're we get to meet such amazing interesting people and learn so much. I knew we were going to learn so much from you. Um, and I know I did. And just to know that you understand what we understand about all of us having to learn from one another, but also that you are not trying to heal anybody. You're not trying to do anything with anybody. You know that it's up to them, that it's all up to us. And that's what makes me know that you, you understand the new energy, even if you didn't realize it was coming in, it's just because you're doing what you're doing and you're open to all of it. And you realize that you're not the savior of anybody that, you know, like you said, you're giving people tools and that's like the biggest point of all of this, that we're here to hold one another's hands and to point in the direction that we want people to go. But we are not yes. here to tell anybody anything, Mm -mm. you know, and it's all up to the individual. And I just think that's so amazing. So thank you so much for that.
2: You are welcome.
0: And so what we do here on the goddess and the medicine woman, we have uh, five questions that we ask Uh everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes they're a little bit different. And um, so if you're up for the, for the challenge, I have uh, what we call the deep dive five. Hit me, baby. (laughs) All right. Number one, how do you define spirituality?
2: Spirituality is the eternal reach up. It is to find a true way of connecting with all other life forms, human, animal, galactic. If you think that this is the only planet with life, let me sell you this bridge in Brooklyn. Okay spirituality (laughs) is we're more than these bodies what else is there can I connect with it can I partner with it
0: what is your heart's greatest wish
2: other than finding a magic way for cat hair not to be all over the laundry (laughs) um, my heart's greatest wish is to be so depleted And have given everything so that when it's time for me to shuffle out of this mortal coil, there's no fear. There's just, okay, good. Now I can rest. Let's see what's on the other side. What makes you laugh or brings you joy? Stupid Mary jokes. My husband and I have this thing about ducky. Do not ask. Um, My 27-pound Maine coon, who is the size of a beagle. Maine Coons are love and comedy in furry port and just when I see an absurdity of the world that sets me to fits and giggles and I do have giggle fits even even at 68.
0: (laughs) We know a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. Um, What has been the best wisdom that you have received and live by?
2: Two things, one of them, as I said, was from Wendy Peeney, praise and blame all the same. The other was what I learned at the Option Institute uh, through Barry and Samaria Kaufman. And that was the idea that, life a stimulus belief response, this is happening, but choose to respond, not react. Choose how you will work with that energy. That's how I've lived my life.
0: And what do you believe happens when you die?
2: I wish I knew. I do know that I have talked to dead people. I do know that I have connected with my father. Um, My sense is that we go up, we unpack our bag, we sign the guest register, we get the orientation tour, and we relive our life. The wonderful things we did for people, we get to feel like it's happening to us. And the horrible things we did, we feel that pain that we inflicted. That's hell. But then it's done. And then we choose. Do we come back? Do we want to be at someone else's guide? How do we want to learn? But, you know, I'm giving the crayon and kindergarten version of it because the immensity of it is so big. It is like taking an ant into a calculus class. Not only does his little brain not have the equations in there, but he can't hold the pencil in his whittle paw. <laughs> That's just the way it is. But I hope that we do go on,
0: yep, love that, <laughs> well, yeah, so thank you so much, um, I don't have anything else, I think Mike drop on that one, so Sid, do you have
1: anything else to say um I just want to do what I usually do at the end and just thank you for being here and for showing up in your authenticity because you did show up very authentic and has helped me and even given me permission because a lot of the stuff that you talked about, um, I've been questioning about my own self and my own journey, especially because I'm 29. So I'm in my late 20s and I'm stepping more fully into my career, but I'm, I, am i used to operate very much as a Ayurveda health counselor and kind of help people with like physical wellness but i've really grown in my business in the last five six it's going in my sixth year and i'm more um stepping into my intuitive healer guidance position i don't like to i'm not i don't know if i'm a psychic you know what i i don't know uh if that's the word to use Um, But I definitely am an energy reader for sure. And everything that you said is just what I align with too. I don't, when my clients come in and see me, it's how can I help you make the best choices about your energy? I'm not going to tell you that your boyfriend's cheating on you or that you could win the lottery tomorrow or any of those things. How can I help you evolve as a soul? And I just want to thank you for giving me more permission to do that. And like you said, praise and blame. That was also really helpful for me, too. It doesn't matter. I'm here to help you and support you on your journey. And I don't have to have all the answers either. I can help you and guide you. And so just honestly and sincerely, this was like the perfect way to start off the new year and to give me permission to step fully into myself. And I do, I I would love to have like a reading or something in the near future as well. I mean, I'm sure you're busy and stuff, but I do completely align with everything that you said. And I just am very thankful that you wanted to be on here and talk with us.
2: It was a real pleasure. And um, I always enjoy it when a show is open and we just hit the subjects as we need to. So I had a great time. Yay.
0: And so uh, listeners then can go to Corby. Uh, mitlide.com to connect Mm -hmm. with you, Um, setting up sessions, um, and let's see, you do readings of several different kinds there, specialty sessions, Mm -hmm. um, and all that. So is that where somebody would go then to connect with you?
2: Yes. Other places they can find me online. uh, Corby Mitlide, Fire Through Spirit is my Facebook page. Uh, Medium.com, YouTube, Instagram is all Corby Mitleid. And if you want to start working with me to learn on a monthly basis, that's Patreon.
0: Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for showing up here today um, for us and for our listeners. And um, I look forward to continue reading, continue reading your book, too. People can look for the books and I'm going to put everything down in the show notes um, for everybody as well. So thank you so much and have a wonderful year moving
2: forward, Corby. Thank you, my friends. Be well and stay safe. You too. Bye.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode. And if you want to connect with Corby, you can find her at CorbyMitLife.com on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. All of that info is in the show notes below. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.